Daily Drive is brought to you by eBay Motors. Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. I'm Jason Stein, publisher of Automotive News, and this is Daily Drive for Friday, April 2nd. On March 30th, the press release was titled Volkswagen, a new name for a new era of e-mobility. The problem was, it wasn't true. Some would say that there is the crisis triggered by external events. Certainly the events of the last 12 months would attest to that. But others are generated by internal events. Was Volkswagen a crisis? Well, that certainly was an electric PR predicament. That much about the hoax cannot be debated. VW set out this week with all the best intentions. Generate a little extra buzz off a name change, create a fake press release, and do it all around April Fool's Day. The problem is that part of the constituency didn't get the joke. Especially members of the media, who felt duped, and Wall Street investors, who saw a 5% increase in trading on the fake name change. Volkswagen was a clever play on a long-standing name, no question. But it also was overly complicated, generated some negative attention, and had the automotive world abuzz, so to speak. It was an interesting twist for a brand that has spent years repairing a reputation damaged by repeatedly lying to regulators about its diesel emissions, a scandal that resulted in criminal convictions and $30 billion plus in penalties and other costs. So what was behind the decision? And how does Volkswagen Group of America CEO and President Scott Keough feel about it today? To talk about the decision, we've reached Scott in Herndon, Virginia. Well, Scott Keough, it's good to talk to you. You've had a bit of a busy week, wouldn't you say? Yeah, Jason, they're all, uh, they're all busy weeks here in, the, here in the world of Volkswagen. Uh, obviously, we have a lot going on with, uh, with the ID4, obviously a COVID crisis, a market that's bouncing back. But of course, the uh, the Volkswagens cause a little bit of, a, let's say, a, a press storm, if you will. So yeah, it's been a uh, busy couple of days for sure. So let's talk a little bit about Volkswagen. A number of reporters came to your company on Monday after the release was posted briefly on your website and then taken down. And story after story, including our own automotive news story, said the change to Volkswagen was true, attributing it to a source. Uh, your people had an opportunity to knock the story down, yet didn't. Give me your side of that. Yeah, thanks, Jason. I, I appreciate that. I think it's it's important to start at the beginning. You know, this was a, an idea that came up from the marketing side of the house. It, it came from the agency. And it started, you know, with a little bit going back to Chattanooga, our localization, and do we do a play on Chattanooga when we localized down there. And it didn't seem to make sense. Then, of course, as the ID4, and of course, that's launching as we speak. The campaign is running, the car is out there, and Buzz has been good. It said, mm, there could be this really cool idea that we really want to profoundly tell people how focused we are on electrification, how important it is to us, how moving is. You know we signed on to the Paris Climate Accords, of course, uh, CO2 neutral by 2050. What can we do? And then, of course, there's been this name bouncing around out there. It's been bouncing around in Europe. It's been bouncing around in different things. We had some employees do little gimmicky T-shirts, of course, changing the famous mythical Volkswagen into Volt. 
the link is quite obvious. So we said, wow, it could be neat. We could do two things. Let's do something cheeky, a little bit of a gag. Here we are at April Fool's to say we are so fanatical about electrification that we're going to change the very name of the company. And bang, that was the idea. Two things, really. Let's have a little bit of fun and a little bit of humor. I think we know that Volkswagen brand has been very known for that in its advertising and its communication, so fun and humor. And let's see if we can get a little bit of action, of course, focus on electrification. So for us, it seemed simple enough, and we sort of landed in two places. We said uh, either some people will like the gag or some people won't like the gag, but boy, oh boy, it seemed harmless enough to us. Because to us, it seemed quite, yeah, let's say, obvious that uh, this is how it would transpire. And I think, you know, if you want to look at it and simplify it, Jason, now that all the dust has settled and everything got there, I think clearly, without a doubt, there was zero, zero, point zero uh, intent, intent to deceive and mislead and all those types of things. The intent was uh, uh, to get people to bite on the joke, get the bite on the gag. But of course, as you know, if I could do anything again in life, you can do lots of things again. It all comes down to the execution. You have thousands of pieces, thousands of phone calls, hundreds of texts, hundreds of everything. How exactly it gets executed in this day and age uh, is not so easy. But that was clearly the intent. And, uh, of course, that's where we, uh, that's where we are today. So I get the intent. Um, let me just go to what one respected national reporter tweeted after after publishing it. The reporter wrote, I was wrong. I was not wrong for not better cross-referencing a source. I was wrong for going against my gut. I'm sorry. I won't blame Volkswagen PR, marketing, or even the source. I blame myself. While this may be a funny April Fool's Day prank to some, I've been sick to my stomach. We know that journalist. That journalist is solid, respected, and cares deeply about the truth, but that's how he felt. How do you react to that? Yeah, I know that journalist as well, and uh, I did have a chance to speak to that journalist because, look, we've been navigating this world, and I've been navigating this world personally for 25 years, this world of the automotive business, which I love. The press business, I'm from the PR side, uh, as you know. The press journalists themselves, I've been around the world on every press drive and every press interaction, and I'm someone who, honestly pride myself and I have a good relationship with journalists. I think, as you know, uh, ask me a question, I answer it. You need me to show up at something, I'm there. And I've spent my lifetime establishing that. And hopefully it's built on trust and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and credibility. And certainly it disappoints me to see those reactions. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, what I've learned is, is, is maybe a couple things, Jason, which, which is fair, is one it's not like a Bill Belichick playbook where you can absolutely control every single interaction when something starts to take off like this. And this thing clearly took off and boom, and that's what happened. With regard to, you know, the flip side a little bit, you know, aside of me, before this kicked off, I was saying to myself, okay, this is the world's most iconic brand. Volkswagen is known worldwide. And if we were ever going to do something as profound as change the name to Volkswagen, you know, if you look at it, you would say, Poof, don't you think they would orchestrate that globally? So it wouldn't be, okay, the name's going to be one thing in Europe, one thing in America, red flag. The second thing, of course, would be, yeah, okay, but that name Volkswagen, they don't even have the website. 
If I go to that website, it's another company. Hmm, that seems strange. Oh, they didn't even trademark the name. Oh, and they won't make uh, any executive available to speak. So in my mind, and, and again, sitting from my perspective, it's said, boy, there were, there were all sorts of messages and cues that this was a gag. But look, that's not what you asked. The question you asked, how do I feel? And obviously, I feel bad, and I felt bad. I really do, because I understand a journalist has his or her credibility, his and her credibility to their readers, and the readers want to read things that are credible. And so clearly, I feel bad. But I think it must be must be uh, very clear. That was not the intent. The intent was not to make a, embarrass a journalist, to make a journalist look bad. The intent was to have a little bit of fun and get us focused on electrification. You know, and, 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 and Jason, if you let the noise, and God knows there's a lot of noise, and I, and I get it. If you look at into the social, I consider social, you know, how exactly is the market responding? You know, I saw a couple of things. One, I saw this great debate between Volks and Volks. You had, the, let's say, the real people who support and love the Volkswagen brand, where they're only allowed to say, you must stick to tradition. This is the people's brand. How dare you change it? Then you had a host of people who said, yeah, electric's the future, Volt, this is fantastic, this is great, which frankly is exactly what you want. I would call it a harmless, spirited, engaging debate between old school, new school, new school, old school, and back and forth, which is exactly, exactly what we wanted. But of course, yeah, I, I, I obviously feel bad uh, uh, about that, journalist, and that was not our, uh, that was clearly not our, uh, our intent, for sure. As you know, relations between journalists and companies they report on can be strained at times, and they can also be cozier than they should be. Is there anything about this episode that both sides can learn from? I think a few things. I think, first thing, you are right. I think trust is paramount to everything. And as you know, trust doesn't get built by a release. Trust doesn't get built by a proclamation. It comes day in and day out phone conversations, interactions, as you know, between journalists and executives, between journalists and PR people. And my thing is simple. You have to earn and believe uh, and, and fight for that thing all the time. But I think what can be learned on our side is to clearly, 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 right now, if you look at America, forget automotive for a second, forget the world that you and I swim in and we love, is obviously there's been so much written about fake news. There's been so much debated. What is real press? What is not real press? What is not real news? And it's, you know, certainly another aspect of this that played into it. And I think when you come up with these ideas now, either fortunately or unfortunately, you have to think of the bigger context. I think if there's any learning, this concept of a very simple idea that just lands as a very simple idea yeah, frankly, that probably doesn't happen anymore. Everything has uh, uh, either a cultural bend, a philosophical bend, a political bend that sort of works its uh, works its way into it. So that would probably be the the second learning, with uh, with uh, without a doubt. We'll hear more from VW Group of America CEO and President Scott Keo after this. The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. 
Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory, sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. You and I have talked, in fact, we talked, I think, last fall about uh, transparency and about VW being authentic to itself, authentic to its customers. I don't need to get into you the history and and to go back uh, five or six years here and 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 you've been very outspoken about being transparent and authentic with your customer base in order to um, uh, truly try to rebuild some of that as you just mentioned. So there was just a hint of irony in this, wasn't there, Scott? That what you know talking about propulsion now was, I mean, frankly, for the company. Uh, was built out of uh, a deed of mistrust. And then we were talking about uh, something that wasn't real. There's irony there. I see the irony. I do. And this is where sometimes in life you have to bend and take it. And believe me, I'm fundamentally aware of that. But sometimes, honestly, Jason, you have to push back a little bit. This was a gag. It was a letter change of a name, as I said, that had no website behind it, no trademark behind it, uh, was on the week of April Fool's. I really don't see the link that says, okay, they lied about TDI, outrageous, outrageous, and then make the association to this. And look, I get the irony, I'm well-versed. I'm someone, as you know, uh, navigated uh, TDI here in the market. I've seen the employees who honestly worked their tails off to get us back to where we are, have worked their tails off to get the company on its feet. The dealer body that has worked their tails off to handle the customers, do all of that. And we handled that in, I say, full responsibility to make right, do what's right. Customers, the government, and everything. And the monitor on top, which of course was making us a better company. But I also think every time something happens, it's not this direct link. Uh, I see the irony and I get the link, but I see uh, an April Fool's gag. And I think it's clear, you don't have to like the gag or the joke. That's not what we're talking about here. And it could be the stupidest gag or the silliest or the most brilliant thing ever. It's the association. And, And frankly, Jason, I really don't see it. I get the irony, but they're far and away two different things. This was not about being 
distrustful. This was not about, in my mind, uh, manipulating and hiding and all those things. It was a gag that definitely, definitely had some shortcomings in execution and, uh, and, uh, and caused some of the, let's say, uh, uh, clear, clear, clear commentary that you've been, you've been bringing to life. Would you do it again? I, <laughs> um, I would do it again. I would oversee the execution uh, better. I think uh, I think the execution could have been done a little better. But I don't know, honestly. Like a lot of things in life, you don't learn it until you go down the uh, until you go down the rabbit hole. I don't know if I would have picked up all of the knock on effects. But now, hindsight, twenty twenty, I think it got us a ton of buzz and got us a ton of conversation. I would one hundred percent. Executed uh, a little bit differently, for sure. Probably taking a little bit more time, maybe done one day a little bit tweaked. But this is all hindsight, twenty twenty. But if I look at it, and, and by the way, I'm not one of these people that says, "Oh, all news is good news. We got what we wanted. Who cares?" And just be very reckless about it. But you know, the truth is, it did give us a ton of social commentary, overwhelmingly uh, positive. So there were some good things here, and clearly, it got the conversation going about electrification. And our focus on electrification, but certainly, 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 I would execute it differently, and certainly, I would try to hard to make sure there's not this perception on uh, on integrity. And as you can imagine, Jason, I am not engaged and involved in every single conversation that was or was not had, and what was said and what wasn't said. And this very difficult high wire act of trying to get someone. Uh, 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 in on the gag, but then you know, still being trustful and credible, and that's a a line, and it's a, a line clearly I've learned. But you know, it reminded me a little bit, Jason, if, if you don't mind. And look, I'm not trying to be facetious about this in any way, but remind me a little bit. I used to work for another German car company and worked in Germany, and it was Mardi Gras week uh, in uh, in southern Germany at the time. And one of the things, of course, as you know. You wear your tie, and on that day, Thursday, if I recall it right, uh, historically, you get your sort of tie cuts. You're walking around with this half-cut tie. So the traditional thing is always, you know, wear a piece of crap tie because it's going to get cut, right? And then some of my colleagues at the time said, yeah, 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 you know what you can do? You can just wear a cut tie right off the bat. It saves all the nonsense. It saves all the everything. And I can remember walking around with, I thought, my fancy suit all the time. I was probably... uh, low 20s, mid 20s, walking around the headquarters of a very esteemed company with my half-cut tie. And no one else had a half-cut tie on. Everyone else had a normal tie on. And I felt like the biggest fool master of the world walking around the cafeteria with my tie cut in half. And I think it just gives you a sense. Did those people set me up? Did they have ill will? Did they dislike me? Did they what? No, they didn't. It's, 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 it's how it manifests itself. And so... Clearly, there's a fine line between a gag and uh, and what transpired, and that's what happened. Scott Keel, you've shown a tremendous amount of character coming on this program. I appreciate it. Uh, you and I have a long-standing uh, partnership uh, relationship in this business, and um, thank you for doing this. My pleasure, Jason. Thank you. Thank thank you very much. You can always learn in life, and uh, and believe me, no one is harder on themselves than me, and no one's harder on this brand than me. But um, I believe wholeheartedly. The brand's heading in the right direction. We believe in electrification. 
and uh, we're going to keep moving to make that happen. And I'm also uh, a firm believer in what you've made wrong. You need to make right. And if there's individual journalists who, who feel accordingly, I'm going to work my tail off the day in and day out, just like I work with viewers and just like I worked on, uh, on TDI to make it uh, right. That's just how I'm wired and how I was wired. We appreciate that. Thank you, Scott. Okay. Thank you very much, Jason. We reached Volkswagen Group of America CEO and President Scott Keogh in Herndon, Virginia. And that's Daily Drive for Friday, April 2nd. For breaking news, go to autonews.com. And for a library of nearly 300 interviews, go to autonews.com slash daily drive. We'll be back Monday.